Welcome to the Criswell College Chapel Podcast. Through each semester, the entire campus gathers for worship through song and a biblical, challenging, and encouraging message. Speakers include pastors, professors, and local business and nonprofit leaders. At Criswell, we believe spiritual life is vital for everyone. And that is why Criswell's goal in chapel services is to emphasize loving the Lord with all our heart, all our mind, and all our strength. We make leaders who are ambassadors, cultivators, peacemakers, problem solvers, and professionals. While chapel services are tailored to students, we are encouraged by all our guest speakers by knowing that the practicality of what is being spoken is for everyone. To learn more about Criswell College, visit criswell.edu. Thank you for joining us. Today we will be hearing from Pastor Gilberto Corredera. Pastor Gilberto has been, since 2010, part of the pastoral team of Prestonwood Baptist Church. He has been the leader of the burgeoning ministry of Prestonwood and Espanol, which has developed to include two locations and a weekly television show on Telemundo, Dallas. Pastor Gilberto has a great passion for reaching people who have not known the gospel and has dedicated the last 20 years of his life to preaching the gospel, planting churches, and training leaders. Before moving to the United States, he served as Vice President of Evangelism Explosion International in his native Cuba. Under his leadership, the Great Commission has been taken beyond North Texas. Prestonwood and Espanol has led several mission trips both in the United States and in Latin America. Without further ado, Pastor Gilberto Corredera. What a great introduction. I think it's, uh, it's nothing about me, it's about the Lord, okay? Uh, I'm Cuban, so as you hear a weird accent, is because I'm Cuban. Uh, for many of you, it's like Sofia Vergara, you know, speaking Spanish and English. But uh, let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the Word of God. Uh, as you have your Bible, uh, you can uh, turn it on and your phone or open up your Bible. But uh, every year, uh, I was telling Dr. Uh, Kramer that... Every year I try to uh, start my year uh, reading books. And one of the books that I love to read, my first book in a year, every year is a book about prayer. So I find any book about prayer because what I want to do every year is to, uh, have a fresh li a prayer life. You know, prayer is the time that you spend with the Lord, uh, you know. And sometimes you don't speak. Just you let the Lord speak talk to you and you hear him and you you're with him right so this year i start uh reading a book on prayer who really changed a little bit the way that i'm praying and what i want to share with you now is uh four priorities in your prayer life and your practices that maybe can use you guys as the next generation to change a lot of things around us uh, you can learn a lot about people when you hear them pray. You know, a lot of prayer service in churches, really, I'm a pastor, is we are asking things for us, like, you know, open the door, give me that provisions, food, health. Uh, as you go back to all people, prayer services, it's like uh, going to the doctor, Somebody's praying for a leg, and somebody is praying for the lungs, and somebody's praying for the heart, somebody's praying for the uh, uh, size, you know. But, but let me tell you this. I will 
share with you today in John 17. As you can open your Bible, or turn your phone, whatever, John 17. And I don't want to read the whole passage because, the, the, you know, maybe you are familiar with this. But since you are not familiar with this, in John 17, what we have is the Lord's Prayer. And I, let me be honest with you. I think is this is the real Lord's Prayer. Why? Because what we call the Lord's Prayer is, uh, oh, Heavenly Father, you are in heaven. Uh, and one of the part of that prayer is forgive our trespasses. And, you know, Jesus Christ never prayed that prayer because he never has sinned. So the real play, prayer that the Lord's Prayer was this John 17 one. And in John 17, he was in the final lap in his ministry in earth. Are you following me? He's about to leave. He's about to be crucified. And he's praying, not just for him, he's praying for you and for me. Are you familiar with that prayer, John 17? Raise your hand, please. So he's praying, and he's praying to the Father, and he's asking for four priorities, four prayer requests that can be our priorities and also our practices. John 17, the Lord is praying like this. Are you following me? Verse 17, uh, uh, chapter 17, verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he left up his eyes on heaven and say, he's praying now, Father, the hour has come. Glorify you, Son, that the Son might glorify you. Stop right there. What is the first prayer request? What is the first priority that he's praying for? The glory of God. You can mark your Bible. You can write it down. Let me tell you this. In this chapter, you will find the glory of God, or the glorification of the Son, few, many times repeated. Christ is praying about the glory of God. Let me tell you this. What about if we start praying every single day and practicing intentional things that help us to give glory to God with everything that we do? Sometimes we do so many things. But I, I want to ask you this question. How many of these things that we do are really, really, really for the glory of the Lord. Life has more meaning when it's about the Lord, it's not about me. So he's praying to say, I want you glory. I want you glory. So are you praying every day, Lord, how can I give you glory today? How can I give you glory today? At the school, at the street, at the lunch time, at the break time, even in my prayer life. So the number one priority that I saw in this prayer is Christ was about the glory of his Father. What happened is we start praying and acting for the glory of the Lord in everything that we do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. And let me tell you, you know why he was praying for it? Because his heart 
and requires prayer. It's a supernatural thing seeing a human being, a sinner, living for the glory of God. How many of you know that requires prayer? Because if you are no intentional, it will not happen. We want to live for us. Number two. As you go down a little bit in verse 9 and 11, he's asking for another thing, another prayer request. Verse 9 and 11. Now he starts praying for them. Who are them? The disciples. And you know what he's praying now? Father, I want you to make them one. Go down to verse uh, 11. What is this prayer request now? And you know the prayer, right? He says that they, they can make, be one so that the world know that you sent me. What is he praying about now? The second thing that he's praying to the Father is the unity, the unity of the believers, the unity of Christians, the unity of the church, the unity of the body of disciples, because in that unity is power, because according to the Bible, we have different gifts. We have different gifts. When we put our gifts together, now we can represent the body of the Lord that can bring glory to the Lord. So this is the thing. We are living in times that division is raising up more than ever. Social media, go to Twitter and follow great church leaders. You know what they're doing? Go to Twitter, follow that. Social media. People are fighting in social media for so many things. You go to the street and you see people dividing themselves. One, I, I want to be this, I want to be like that. Let me tell you this. The secret of the witness of the church is the unity of the church. Is we are united. And let me tell you this. Requires a lot of prayers. requires a lot of prayer because we are selfish. I want to establish my kingdom, not his kingdom. I want to do it my way, not your way. So when two great leaders get together and say, no, I don't want to do it like this, I want to do it like that, so that brings disunity. Sometimes what you think is not what I'm thinking, so we cannot work any longer together. And you know what happened? We need to pray every single day, Lord, we need to be united. Doesn't matter the color of your skin, where you're coming from, where is your accent, where you grow up, how old are you? Let me tell you this. This is for the old generation right here. We need you alongside of this generation. Sometimes the division is between generations because you don't get it. They have a, a, a you know, earring, they have tattoos, and they, they have long hairs, and, and we say, they're weird. You're weird too. I'm, I'm in the middle. But what do we need? We need you guys. But you need them because you don't know how to turn a phone. 
You don't know how to work in the social media world. You know how to design. When you present a PowerPoint, look like. Do you know who do my PowerPoints? 19 years old lady from my church. So this is what I want to say. And she told me, Pastor, let, let me help you out. <laughs> the unity in us will potential us to do the work that God is calling us to do. So first priority is the glory of who? The glory of God. Number two, the unity of the believers. Cross-generation, cross-race, cross-culture, we need to be united. Third, let me, let me share, share with you. John 17, 17. Now he says, another thing that I think is needed in our times. You know what it says? Sanctify them through your word. The word is true. What now is praying for? Sanctification. The sanctification. Write this down. Sanctification of the believers. What is sanctification, pastor? That is a weird word. Sanctification is simple. It's the process that God is working in your life that started the day that you received Christ. The sanctification is spiritual growth. We cannot be more babies, spiritual babies forever. And Christ is praying them, sanctify them in your word. Because the only way that we can grow is when we know this. Let me tell you this. We have to pray and put as a priority our time in this word. Because the time and the word will help us to be stronger Christians. You know, with all the disconstruction of the faith that we have going on. If you don't know the word, you will never grow. And your faith will be so weak that you never ever will be what God wants you to be. If you don't spend time in the word to grow in your faith, to be transformed by Christ. Last night, yesterday, I was in a counseling session with a guy uh, who for 45 years was married. And uh, his wife passed by uh, through COVID. In January, that was at 57 days that we go hospital uh, with him. We pray. It was a long journey, and after 45 years of marriage, he's missing her a lot. He talk like her, think like her, uh, uh, smell like her, and when I was finishing that, they say, "This is what 45 years walking closely." close to someone can change your life. Let me tell you this. If you start walking with the Word of God every day, in 45 years, you will look a lot like Christ. So he's praying for it. And he's saying, God, sanctify them. We need to pray. We need to be intentional. And let me give you the last one. The last prayer request that we have here. And I think it's the last prayer request that he has is in verse 18. Verse 18 says, As you send me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. What he's praying for now? For the mission of God. 
he's about to leave. And he's saying to them, Lord, I am asking you that you send them and you empower them and you protect them and you use them when they're sending to the world. We need to pray every single day for the mission of God that can be accomplished. And you are on a mission. So you have to pray to be sent every day. You have to be intentional. You have to put it out a priority and say, Lord, as you send Christ, send me today. And sometimes, you know what? You don't have to be in a plane to be reaching Cubans. We have so many here in Dallas. Everywhere that you go, maybe you have the nation now here where we are. Four things that Christ was praying there. And I want to share with you this. May this your priority, your prayer requests, and your practices. Number one, the glory of God. Look deep in your heart. Every time that you're doing things, even when we do projects that looks that they're for God, sometimes can be for our ego. It's time to start praying, God, help us to do it for your glory. Number two, the unity of the church, of the body. Maybe you're different than me, brother, but I need you in my life. Maybe you were this. I don't have hair. I can't, you know, but I need you in my life. Maybe I'm different. I'm different. I speak English different. I dress different. But I want to be in your life. The unity of the church will build a stronger people. Number three, we need to grow in the faith. And the only way is spending time in the Word. Today, more than ever, we have Bibles in all kind of expression, phones, everything, videos. But you know that today, more than ever, people are reading less and less and less the Bible. And people know less and less and less about the Bible. We need to pray that the sanctification of the believers will be a reality because we spend time in the Word. And lastly, let's pray that God can use us for His mission. Wherever we are, every morning, say, God, I want to be in your mission. I want to pray for you guys. But I want you to pray for me. I want to give you like 30 seconds to pray for me. Pray for me. I want to live this in my life. I don't want to preach it. I want to practice it. If you want in your life, let's pray together. Let's bow your head. Father, we want to pray like Jesus. We want to prioritize what He prioritized. We want to live for Your glory. We want to be united. We want to be in Your Word that we can grow and be more like You every day. And we want to be on the mission that You designed for us. Help us. Help us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the Criswell Chapel podcast. Please make sure to visit criswell.edu to learn more about Criswell College. We hope that you will join us again soon. God bless you.